Atkinson. Care for a rubdown. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Back to the weekly rubdown. It's a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach. Look, you're listening to Just the Tip. I'm your host, Natty, and with me, as always, riding shotgun in the rubmobile is the Sultan of the Spreadsheet, the King of Calculations, <laughs> the Stats Wizard himself. What's going on, mate? No, not too bad. Not too bad. We had a bit of a false start last week, but mate, we've been oh, no. ripping and a tearing <laughs> on Patreon. So. Let's pull the curtain. Let's pull the pull the curtain back. <laughs> I've said it a couple of times before we started recording, but we've tried to operate on like a round twenty, round twenty-one vibe where we're just humming along nicely. Way yeah. too early with that. We need we need all the fucking practice we can get in here. It's new software, new shit going on. Way too much for our old old heads to get around. Yeah. But uh, second time running, it seems like it's going off without a hitch. I don't know, but so far so good. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many times you can shit the bed. And look, I think we broke a record last week. This week, yes, I'm 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 quietly confident. And they do well, say second second time is always quicker and easier. <laughs> <laughs> One big thing was Wooker was uh, operating as like 2016 Wooker, where he had his mic located in the far corner of the room, and yes. and I thought to, I thought to myself, I was like, "Fuck, this sounds really familiar. It sounds shit, but it sounds really familiar." And it was yes. it was a throwback to the days where people were like, "Does Wooker record in a toilet? Does he record <laughs> down the down the end of a hallway?" And I was like, and yeah. then all of a sudden, you grabbed your mic from way up here, and then. Yeah, and then in front of your mouth, baby. And then it sounded like I was speaking into everyone's ears. So yeah, it was. was um, Oh, there we go. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, so we had to be in that one. Good gear. That was, mate. That was proper. That was vintage weekly rubdown. All of that was perfect. We we got it. Just sounded horrible. Couldn't couldn't release it. I mean, (laughs) all right. Well, I'm going to crack a beer. Most of our podcast career like that. Mm. Finish yours up. Get another one down, you. All right, fuck. I've been drinking for a while. You kept me waiting. You bastard. Yeah, me too. Like I was saying before, mate. I've been at SeaWorld all day with a three-year-old, and That's good. all the dads out That's there good. will attest to mm. any theme park with kids is a fucking nightmare. I mean, they enjoy it. They really do. But it is hard yakka for dads. I mean, the point. Of the day when they go, into the my fence. legs are tired. I can't walk anymore. <laughs> and then you have to carry them on your shoulders. And ah, oh, man, I'm fucked. I've been yeah, like I've, I've been hammering, hammering the tins since been I got do- home. Been doing the military presses, everything. Yep. No, I feel you. There's pain. a there's a particular there's a particular type of training that you need to do <laughs> for theme parks. You'll learn. You'll learn. Mate, You'll learn. Like put- Pulling a roller hose, putting it on your shoulder. You should be used to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm weak. I'm a weak dog. Um, weak got right. a dog. This rub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this rub is brought to you by our Patreon, a.k.a. the Stats Lab, a.k.a. the Rub Club. Now, Ooh, it is it. humming right now, rubbers. It's out mm. there, ready to go, clicking on all cylinders, 
get out there, get in your eyeballs, subscribe, have a look. There's a lot on there. There's a lot on there. I'm just going to go through a little bit here just to wet the whistle, but I won't be able to cover it all. There's too much on there. So at the moment, we've got your team summary sheets, and we'll be covering a little bit about that on this podcast and the one next week. And on those team summary sheets, we're predicting the 1 to 13 teams that we think will run out in 2024, where we've got our 2024 average predictor and a little blurb about each player and how we think they're going to go. And then to go along with that, you've got how those teams uh, performed last year in the 2023 season. Edges, Supercoach points scored, conceded position-wise, team-wise. We've got strength of schedule available on there already. We've got ranks coming out of our assholes. There's that many ranks and lists. It'll fucking hit you to the chin and make you backflip. There's there's a lot on there. Uh, Sleepers, busts, booms, candidates, candidates. Dual position players, predicted goal kickers, stacks, edges, everything. I'm telling you, there's a lot on there. The 2023, we've sucked its dick right down to the Chewy Center. It is, It has been rubbed. Consider 2023, statistics-wise, it's rubbed. It's done. Yeah. It's been over. So, it's been flipped sexy. over. It's yeah. It's done. Done and dusted. Yeah, we've we've gone through. We've done all the rankings. All the rankings, though, they also have associated stats with them. So it's not just us talking out of our ass. It is stats based as well. So um, yeah, if you do, if you have any interest at all, just hook on to Patreon dot com forward slash rubber stats. Just have a just have a look. We've listed out all the pieces of information that we're um, we're doing as part of it. Hop on, dip in, dip out. Live your life. That's it. I mean, if you go in there and you don't like what you see, you don't like draft, I'll be honest with you. You're not a draft player. Yeah. That's as simple as that. Now, this year we have two tiers. So last year we were just running with a $5 tier, but we have that much more content for 2024 that we had to break it up into two tiers. So the $5 tier this year, loosen the knots. It's your basic stats for your in-season gear. Then tier two's eight dollars. We're calling that the happy ending. Hello, <laughs> and that's loosen the knots plus all the preseason draft prep gear. It's the gold standard. Plus that's what you plus, want. Plus, and plus all your form guide, form guide information. So last six six weeks, run it rolling average. So it's fucking premium stuff. Chef's um, kiss plus exclusive pods, free agent frothies, all sorts yes. of stuff. So that's. And that's the thing we want to sell here, the perks, the tier two perks. So the perks that you get when you're a subscriber to the Happy Ending, uh, only subscribers of the tier two Happy Ending will get a chance to join the Rubbers League. So, of course, you have Mm. to put in a five-star sledge on Apple iTunes, but you also have to be a tier two subscriber. You get a free entry into the Classic Comp. Last year, we gave away $200 to the winner. Uh, you get first dibs on any merch that we uh, are going to release. And trust me, we will be releasing some merch in 2024. And like you said, we'll go, we've got exclusive podcasts coming out. So we always like to take questions from the subscribers. We'll be taking them from the tier two. So if you want to get involved with the podcast, you have to be a tier two subscriber, but also free agent frothies. It's a podcast I'll be doing on my Pat on a Sunday night, just a quick 20 minute hit out, just talking about free agents that have performed well over the previous round. So uh, only tier two mm. subscribers will get, uh, and that'll only be released on the Patreon. So it won't go out Oof. to Apple podcasts and, and Spotify and all that. It'll only be mm. for subscribers. So, oh man, just talking about it gets me fucking going. I'm punching through denim. Very excited. <laughs> Wooker, what is your favorite 
addition to the Patreon. I mean, you you are the driver of the Patreon. I'm just the one that can sell it. Talk to me about what's your favourite addition to the Patreon coming into the 2024 season. Look, a lot of the a lot of the like the the new things we actually introduced during the season last year. So, what we're what what loosen the knots is is effectively what we envisioned the Patreon to be. But there were just additions of after addition after addition. So, like for me, the six round average matchup sheets is where it's at. Like that, that's yep. fucking unreal gear, and I use that on a weekly basis. But I, I'm actually liking these team summary sheets. It's this first first stab for us to be looking at the teams, looking through what players we're, we're interested in, and, and just because we've gone through and we've literally done a comment against each of the players and it's forced us to go through and actually have a think about each and every player for each and every team. So that, that's been, yeah. from personally, that's been good. And, and this is what we always say about how we work our way through the preseasons. Like we are just you. We're exactly, we're not standing up on our ivory tower, speaking down to you saying, we know all we're doing our study. We're learning about it as we go. We're just dragging you with us. Like come, <laughs> and be a part of this community and this team review uh, sheets on the Patreon and also the podcast that we'll be doing this one and the next one next week is just a really good opportunity to fucking start wrapping your head around the 2024 season that's coming up. Start thinking about NRL, start thinking about the player movies, start thinking about where you're going to draft. Like it's never too early to fucking start. And like I said to you with doing these team reviews, it did take a little bit of time, but what it did was really click my mind into gear about draft. And now I'm, fu- mm. I'm already humming. Like I'm up and going, like I'm sprinting. Yeah, now. Yeah. I don't have to get myself up off the couch and start, get the knees happening. I'm at a full <laughs> fucking sprint. I'm tilt. The, the tinnies yeah. like this. Like, I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. So yeah, very good. What I love yeah. about the Patreon for 2024 is the analysis that we've done for 2023. Like I said earlier, mm. it's been rubbed the fuck down. And what I really red, like red is red how red. we have, oh, and the ranks that we've done for each position are fantastic because when you look at those ranked sheets, they include the stats that are specific to that position. So you don't have mm. to fucking read through all the stats that don't fucking go with that position. Like you don't want to know about minutes for a CTW. You don't want to know about uh, base stats. You know, you, for CGWs, you want try mm. involvements, you want um, base power, you want tackle breaks, you want all the fucking juicy gear. But then when you're talking, talking about a front row forward, you want how many minutes? What's their PPM? Fucking how many tackles are they making? Mm. How many runs are they making? So on those sheets, I love that we've got the, the positions and then the stats that are, that are prevalent to that position. I love that. And I've been looking yeah. over that just going, this is going to fucking help me in my stats. Um, and when I'm sort of prepping for, for drafts. So ugh, it's good. It's good. It's good gear. Well, this, this, this season, like the reason why we've got that is we've built a full stats database specific for the preseason, preseason. Yep. Gear. So yeah, it's something that we'll do each, each season. And we've taken some stats from um, Fox sports as well. So they've got try causes and line break causes, so defensive issues for specific players. And we've added those in just to do a bit of an analysis on certain positions, like your CTWs, where that's where the position, positions are going to be leaking points. So, yeah. There's some, They're there's really some interesting stats, really those ones, exciting, aren't they? Exciting, exciting try, things coming. Try causes and uh, try involvements. Love them. 
Love them mm. also not just yep. not just for Supercoach, but also for gambling. Um, I'll be diving oh, yeah. into them pretty hard uh, come <laughs> chase your losses time. So yeah, look guys, there's too many sheets and stats and analysis to to give you here. We've we've done enough here. Like we've spent a fair time talking about it here, and we will continue to do because we're very proud of what we've produced here. Um, and one. This is the best way to support the weekly rubdown. If you're a fan of what we do, if you're if you're part of the the rubdown community, and you want to support in any way, that is your best way to support us. Um, it it makes our podcast better. It makes obviously this year we're doing video content, and that mm. wouldn't have been possible without you guys and supporting us. So if you want to continue to do that, the Patreon is the best way to do that. But also, you get a fuckload of gear. Yeah. in supporting us as well. Like there's a lot on there and I think it's it's cheap as chips. I mean, eight bucks. I mean, what's a schooner worth down in Sydney at the moment, Walker? Like $15, $16? Oh, I don't know. It Disgusting. It depends on if you get this sort of stuff that I'm getting, the, the craft beer shit. What, like $21 then? $20, 20 bucks, yeah. Nah, it's it, it's not cheap, put it that way. Um, do you know, you, do you know what my local... The Terranora Tavern, they have their own beer. It's $5 full strength schooner. What? $5. Five dollars. It's no. nineteen eighty nine prices. Hundred percent. That's five dollars. That's bullshit. And it's stumbling distance up the road. Well, yeah. I've got mm. I've got one that's stumbling distance, and they, they charge me fucking fifteen bucks for the pleasure. I Bastards. can't believe that. I can't believe that in Sydney that if we were on the piss and I go up to get us two beers and I give them thirty bucks, they're likely to say I need more money from you. I can't. I can't yeah. wrap my head around that. That's fucking too much for me. For re- regular um, skewy, regular skewy though, a tenner, so it's equivalent to a to a schooner. So a, a, sco- a schooner of VB, ten bucks. Yeah, probably. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. Mate, what have you been doing? Talk to me. I mean, the off season's oh, not much of an off season. Honestly, we were, we were prepping oh. for twenty twenty four probably before the season ended, so it hasn't been much of an yeah. off season for us. Just been a slower sort of time i guess mm. well i mean there's obviously been little recording and stuff but yeah i've been hammering the stats so developing this yep. stats database for the preseason. so started that effectively while the finals were going um yeah uh getting semi completely barred up for the broncos getting and a then semi getting getting a semi get, then then getting hurt massively in the last five minutes of the game that hurt big time um but we move on, and um, I'll, leave, I'll leave that. I'll leave that alone. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's been too it's, too long. It's still I'll fresh. Leave it alone, it's, still, mate. it's still it's still fresh. Trust me. I but, can um, t- I can tell you're hurting. Yeah. Um. Oh, mate, we had the work Christmas party on Friday, and I was loose as with the sleeve, and um, it's been it's been a been a bit of a um been a bit of a recovery for me. So it was out a, a boat Tis party. The season. So fuck. Oh, boat. Oh, uh, boat party. Okay. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. so that sounds debaucherous. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the, the wife was there to keep me level, but um, yeah, it was quite good. Yeah, it is the mate? season. Honest, honestly, every weekend from I mean, three weeks ago, every weekend all the way up into Christmas is some sort of piss up. Mm. I'm, I'm definitely piss fit at the moment. Oh yeah, well, this, is, hu- the, this is the huge, time. Had a huge night on Saturday night. Work up perfect. You know you are in in good. <laughs> Drinking piss fitness when you wake up after a night like that and you go, hmm, I feel too bad. Bo- I feel too bad. Call it. I'm pretty good. That's good. I'm yeah. feeling pretty good. Yep. Maybe yep. maybe less than borderline. No, it's been pretty good. Like, obviously, I'm a hmm. huge NFL fan. 
Oh, um, my yeah. Texans have been playing well. We actually got pumped today by the Jets, which is fucking embarrassing. But other than today, the, Je- the Jets are the real deal, though, well. aren't they? They're, they're the big team. No, 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 they're not. Oh, they're not. Oh, they're definitely not. They're definitely not. They're a terrible, oh, sorry, that's terrible really... team. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, they're bad. But um, our second round, well, not our second round, our second overall pick, CJ Stroud, our quarterback, has been playing fantastic. So, not bad. all over that, just been um back in my team. I'm coming first in my NFL fantasy comp, coming first in the NFL tipping comp. If I can take both of those out. <sighs> Happy days. So I don't want, baby, a mate, bit of money. Bit of money in the kitty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, mate, just doing dad stuff. I mean, fuck, I've got a pool going into the backyard. That's been stressful as oh. fuck. Actually, that's a, that's a good story. So I have no access uh, to the back of my house. I've got a huge backyard, but it's all on a 45-degree slope, so it's... Oh, the dog right. doesn't even go down there to the shit. Honestly, he shits <laughs> in the steps. That's how that's how good the backyard is, right? So, and we have no access, so I have to use my uh, next door neighbor's uh, yard and his access down the side. And fuck, I mean, he agreed to it. He's a good lad, like really good bloke, mm. cruisy. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, obviously, any damage, I'm gonna fix it. I'll your place is gonna be you know better than it was beforehand, right? Yeah. yeah. And they they run this five ton digger down there. And it just fucks everything. I mean, it fucks every piece of PVC pipe in his joint, runs over the drains. They even hit the sewage inspection point. Fuck that up. Yep, fuck that off there. And that was just getting the cut cut in to the backyard. And um, they get it in. They're obviously digging the hole. And then a bobcat has to do 38 trips through his yard to get rid of the dirt. Oh, to take the loads. Oh, fuck. Bro, I'm sitting there just going, "Oh my god, boys! Like, give me, a, give me a heads dollar up." Signs, dollar signs. <laughs> and they, they, they left it, and I walked, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Am I in Terranora or am I downtown Baghdad? Like, this place <laughs> oh, no. is a war zone." <laughs> and it, I spent like two, three days trying to clean it up. I know nothing about plumbing. All of a sudden, I'm digging trenches. I'm replacing pipes. I'm uh, putting up drains, like doing it all. And it still doesn't look great because I've got to get a turf guy in to fix it. But fuck me. I mean, on my side of the fence, everything's going swimmingly, but that was just... Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's it's so hard because it's such a mess. It's so hard to envision it ever looking good. Honestly, that's where I'm at the moment, like... It's going to, one day, I'm sure I'll be sitting in the shallow end, just cracking tinny after tinny, just going, how good's this? But at the moment, I cannot even imagine it. It's it's so hectic. It's so much stress. Oh, fuck. So, it's so bad. Like, yeah. So, yeah, a lot going on. Um, That's about it, mate. But I'm just, I'm, I'm ready. Did your neighbor blow up? Yeah, uh, he's such a cruisy guy. So what he sort of said was like, I didn't expect it to be this much damage. And so that's the equivalent of going, you're an absolute cunt. You fucked me here. And we, our relationship may not ever be the same. <laughs> so I went, uh, mate, I, went out, I went out straight away. Oh. went out straight away. I got a carton of beer, got a big bottle of whiskey. I was like, mate, here, take this, whatever. Like I've just been – and I've been in his backyard every afternoon <laughs> doing something. So he can see me out there yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On swinging off the end of a shovel. Oh, <sighs> right. Or, or right. this for a pool. Yeah, the pool's and worth the it. Funny, the funny thing is, next time you come up here, you'll you'll go, "Oh, this is yeah. perfect. This is lovely. Like, how, how yeah. is this?" And I go, "You go." Oh, Why didn't you do you this know, sooner? 
<laughs> oh, oh god but yeah no it's been good i'm stinging for the um loveless challenge day that's all i'm thinking about oh, at the moment nice. i'm spending a little um, bit of time every week on my costume like it'll take me weeks to put together my costume for this I've day got, I've, I've i've bought a whole bunch of different things that i need to put together so one of them i need to dye a piece of clothing um another another thing i need to put together a mask like, I, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but yeah, it's, it's fucking a real costume. And I was talking to one of the boys in the league as well, because uh, just the background information, guys, one of our first challenges is the costume comp. So on the Saturday that we do the challenges, we all um, dress up under the theme that the, the champ, the current champ sets. So uh, for the next challenge day, it is 80s or 90s cartoons. And no one knows what anyone's dressing up as. But um, then you rate everyone's costume, and that's the first challenge. So if you mm. have the best rated costume, you get 12 points. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to someone in the league the other day, and they're like, if someone buys like one of those $89 costumes from uh, halloweencostume.com.au or whatever and don't have to do anything to it, they just put it on, I feel like that won't get you as many points as if you have to do some sort of sewing or gluing or putting together mm. or if you if you can tell that someone's actually not just bought it off the rack and put it on they've done something to it they've fucking done some work to it i'm telling you you're gonna get more points so yeah the, how yeah. you're going down I, that road i, I, I think it's I, gonna be good for you look I, i'm doing it more for me rather than try to get points because i know that i'm gonna get shafted points wise because I put the effort in i grew my beard for like fucking four months to get this nice healthy mo shaved it all off to get the get this nasty mo for Mario, and I just got fucking shafted. What did you like, come? I, I, what did you I come like last? No, you didn't. Cleary came uh, last. Tom came well, last. I, I would have come, Cleary... come second last then. Like well, whatever it was, it was, it was disgustingly low. Because I remember, I remember voting out of you and Riso. So Riso had the Wolverine costume. You had the, the Mario costume, and I was like, Well, in fairness, oh, we both we both guess... shaved in. What we needed yeah but i yeah i gave you the better vote because your mo was better than his beard mm. yeah i just got i just get, get bent over all I, so i'm just having fun all like all i can tell you is my whole costume is pretty much one big craft night <laughs> everything's everything's sewed and glued and put together it is well like i've specifically bought I specifically bought this fucking glue gun for it and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> glue gun. I love it. I've done the same thing. Um, yeah. How good. How good. So I'm yeah, frothing. I, I am frothing for the challenge. They cannot wait. Yeah. All right. That's enough dribble. Um, mm. Should we just fucking rip in? I mean, I've forgotten. Yeah, I've fuck it. Too busy. I'm too busy talking and dribbling and having a good time here to know even why we're here. I've forgotten. Oh, yes, that's it, super coach. All good. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into it, bro. Just a tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. On first just cab the off tip. the rank. Just the tip. Just, 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 just the tip. So we're gonna, just the tip. We're gonna, it's just for a little we're bit. Gonna, we're going to unpack each of, the, each of the teams. So we're releasing one team every couple of days on Patreon, and we're probably about, oh, I think, maybe seven or eight teams in. So um, Bunnies were one of the first, and yeah, look, I mean, big player movements, obviously Jackie White and Jackie Boy coming in. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be pretty big um, on that left edge. I mean, I think they're really going to feel the impact of losing Jame Sele, though, 
and it's going to have mm. a pretty pretty big impact on guys like um, Totola. He's going to get a bit of an uptick, um, and maybe Jairo if he's still in the back in the front row. Um, yeah, the one the guy I'm I'm most looking forward to out of this whole J- Jackie Whiten thing is Latrell. I think he's he's left side sweep. He's going to get more involvement. He's going to want to want to play with play with the boys a bit more. Um, I think he's going to learn a bit. Hopefully. From um from seasons gone by, I think he's going to put in one of those absolute dynamite performances. He's going to he's in my top ten for sure. Um, I've got him nailed nailed around like between six and eight eight spot in the draft, but he's mm-hmm. definitely one that I'm really looking at because, um, like they they're done and dusted with all their buyers by round seventeen. So th- this mm-hmm. is a team that if you're moving into the finals, you want to have a bit of investment in the team. So looking at guys like Luttrell, looking at guys like Campbell Graham, and looking at guys like maybe even Cookie, um, it, it's not the worst idea in the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And look, I think another guy who's going to have some stellar improvement um, on the other side is Keon Kalamantangi. Um, really like the cut of his jib. He's He's got a lot of attack and prowess in him. And look, he got that taste in the sky blue last season. I think he's just going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, nice. What's um? What have you got the team um, predicted as the one so to thirteen? I, I, the one to thirteen. I've got it. Um, Latrell, AJ, Jackie White, and then on the other side, we've got Campbell Graham and Isaiah Tass on the wing. I think he mm-hmm. beats out Tyron Munro because Tyron Munro had one of the highest um, try causes in his three games, per, like try causes mm-hmm. per game, one of the worst. So. We'll be releasing some of that information later on in the season, but yeah, it's um it's probably one of the reasons why he got um, rested towards the back end. Cody Walker and Ilias in the halves, obviously Totola and Burgess in the front row. Damien Cook, obviously. Uh, I've actually got Jai Arrow partnering um, Kalonga Matangi in the edges, and then Cam yep. Murray at lock. So, look, there's there, there might be a little bit of movement here to and fro on out of those, but yeah, that, that's how I see it. At, at the start it's of the pretty season. solid, man. I mean, mm. like you said, the Isaiah Tassner at right wing is really the only position maybe that is up for grabs. Uh, Everything else I, seems pretty solid. I, I think the only the only change that might happen, and this is port because of Hame Saleh uh, leaving, is Jaira might still play through the middle. And then they'll have like, yep. they've got Jacob Host. Uh, they might just play him through there again uh, on the edge. So yeah, that, that's the only thing that I'm thinking of. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, you alluded to it earlier, and it's obviously something that we need to touch on. And we will talk about this probably at nauseum throughout the preseason in January, but it is the move of Jack Whiten because it will cause a bit of a ripple effect in this bunny side. I think mm. it's great for his super coach output coming in at left centre, just being able to tuck the ball and run. That's what he's good at. He's a strong runner of the ball, plenty of tackle breaks in him really can find line. And all you have to do is think about him with a Blues jersey on and you go, okay, yeah, this kid can play centre. Oh, yeah. But we know that he cannot pass the ball. Even with the six on his back, we know that he (laughs) likes to go it himself. So does this have an effect on Alex Johnston? Look, I think think how lethal that attack can be, even without Jackie White in there, I think you add Jackie Whiten in, into the picture who will take some defending away from AJ leaving space because they might use um, Whiten as a bit of a decoy through the season. And that's mm. just going to open up more and more opportunities for AJ. Obviously, he's not going to get as much ball, 
but he's going to be getting a lot more quality ball. Um, I also think, yeah, Latrell, like I alluded to before, I think having more games this season, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, with a pretty decent strength of schedule, like I, I do think that AJ is in for a bit of an uptick. Same with Jackie, Jackie Boy. I think um, he's coming into a side that is has a lot more attack and prowess. He's coming onto an yep. edge that has a lot more attacking output in them. Um, look, the sky's a limit, honestly, with, with Jackie Boy. It just depends on how Walker and how Mitchell use him. Yeah, and like it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like, okay, they've got this weapon now in the centers that they can go short to and mm. he can cause some fucking havoc close to the line, right? But the yeah. question is, is Cody Walker a ball-off-the-hip type player or is he a long-out-the-back type player? Mm. He's a long-out-the-back yeah. type player and he has been yeah, for yeah. years, you know what I mean? Like going short to his edge-back row or center, it's very seldom. Like it yeah. has to be something weird going on in the He's... back line for him to take that option. They're going to use him in a similar way to um, how both the Bulldogs and the Panthers have used um, Kikau in the past. And that's I just agree. used them as an incredibly strong decoy. And th- there is going to be times where he gets the ball and he just causes a- an absolute menace. And then he won't see the ball again for a while because he's going to be double marked. So yeah, that's just how I see it plan out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. So you might see a slight bump in Whiten's average, but you're sort of more looking around the guys that surround him, Cody mm. Walker, Alex Johnston, Latrell Mitchell, to benefit from him being there. Not only just like his his presence out in the field, um, he's a big talker out there, but also his name. You know, he's an origin yep. player. You know, he is going to attract defenders no matter what he does. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sort of where I came to as well. I was like, okay, look, I'm not huge on Jack Whiten, but it's making me look at the guys around him. I think it. I think it genuinely propels the Rabbitohs into the finals. That addition, but that's all they've they've added at the moment. Like they've lost some mm. pretty good backup, like fringe players in Black T- Black Tuff and Hame Saleh. If if um, if Mitchell goes down again, like fuck, like you, are you putting Whiten back at fullback? Like where where do they go from here? Who's the next man up? I, I don't 100% think um, Munro's up to it. He's yeah. too young and he doesn't play a hell of a lot of fullback. Yeah, let's talk about Latrell Mitchell. Um, obviously, we'll try and speak about two or three guys in depth um, for each team. Latrell Mitchell for the Bunnies is always a big talking point mm. because he can win you a comp, but... Over the last three years, he's played 17 games in 2021, 14 games in 2022, and 16 games in 2023. Now, is that that enough to warrant a top seven pick? It's worrisome, man. It's worrisome. And it's Hmm. not even the suspensions that we initially thought were going to be the problem. It's his body that isn't holding up. And whether that's, you know, he's coming in underdone or just because he's a big boy, like he's a tall, big body. Yes. And he's he's doing a lot of the tough stuff as well. And whether that, mm. you know, his body's finally starting to, to catch up with the rigors of NRL level being such a big lad. But it's just a really good talking point because if it works, it's like the turbo. It's like these guys where it's a gamble. Is the risk 
worth the reward or reward worth worth the risk. It's hard, man, because I'm such a big believer in Latrell, and I've had him in my super coach sides before, mm. and I fucking love play. Like, I love having him in my side. He'll, he is like, one of those often, chub rubs. Often he'll be averaging ninety points through the season, and absolutely doing everything and then he'll be suspended or like he'll he'll get an injury just in an inopportune time and yeah it can fucking derail your season because he is the big swinging dick in your team the big thing about Luttrell is he that's what he averages 90 100 points at the back end of the season Mm, like if you can just make it if you can just make (laughs) it to your super coach finals with him in your side he will win you a comp, but it's like, yeah. fuck, do I take, do I spend my first pick on him knowing that, you know, shit, is he going to make the, it's, it's same with Turbo. Like if you've got Turbo oh, yeah. in the Supercoach finals, you are humming, bro. You're looking good. And it's, until, I mean, until, we're always until, about the gamble. Until, until you don't have Turbo leading into your finals. Yeah, and you're going, like yeah, me. exactly. And you're going, what a fucking idiot. Why did I do this? Yeah. But yeah. I, I I love Latrell. He's one of my chub rubs. Uh, I just love watching him because he could be on 16 points with 20 minutes to go and end up with 93. Yeah. That is exciting. He'll, he'll he'll often do that. He'll often do that. Yes. Yeah. That's what he, that's what he's all about. Like the game's on the line. They need six points. All of a sudden it's just bang, bang. They need 12 points. Do you know what I mean? It's bang, bang, bang. It's all the trail. And all of a sudden he puts on 70 super coach points in about 12 minutes. It's he's unreal. Wild. It is fucking wild. So, Again, it's something that we'll talk about a lot in the preseason because we're high on him, but it just needs to be said that, like, I mean, the fucking track record speaks for itself. Mm. The cunt doesn't play a full season. So you can't can't look at that track record. And to be honest, it goes back four years because in 2020 he played 14 games. Yeah. and look, The last time he played histo- over 17 games was 2019. Yeah, historically it's been suspensions that have done him over, but like in the last year to two years, it's it has been his body failing. Yeah, worrisome. But mm. love him, love him. Get him up here. Want to buff him? Buff him. <laughs> mm. I'll, I'll I'll say this now, and maybe I'll change my mind later. I'm probably more likely to take a gamble on Latrell than I am Turbo. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, because I believe they, they'll probably go around the same area of the draft, mm, and I yeah, think Latrell is probably the bet. The one, the one really good thing about the the specifics of the the turbo injury is it isn't leg related. No, yeah, that's good. so he's yeah. had a lot of time to do proper conditioning and stuff for his legs and and all that. So, am I ready to be hurt again? No. Um, yeah, well, I, I probably am. <laughs> probably <laughs> depends depends what sort of value it is i mean if you get a yeah. turbo on the second round please uh, I will, I'll, come I'll on in 100 jump on in the water's warm <laughs> tommy the water's warm get in get in i'll turn the bubbles on let's get let's get weird mate oh, i'll be doing god. the bubbles underneath the water <laughs> oh god all right let's move on to the next team let's get into the cowboys um mm. so i did the cowboys there's a little bit of movement here, more losses, and they did sort of cut cut the fat a little bit, the Cowboys. So James Tarmo, Petty Hiku, Mitch Dunn, Ben Hampton, these type of guys are gone. Uh, the the only sort of guy that's worth talking about with the gains is Viliami uh, Vailea from mm. the Warriors. Didn't get a lot of playing time for the Warriors last season, but what I saw from him, strong, good ball runner, 
just needs a bit of direction, which the Cowboys have in spades. Like when mm. you've got Tom Dearden, especially uh, the Chad running the side, the Chad. you're going to be direct. You're going to be running good lines. You're going to be in good positions, which I think for a young, strong lad like Viliami, I think he's going to go really well. Um, for the side itself, I've got it as Scotty Drinkwater at the back, Semi Valame on the right wing, Val Holmes um, and Valea in the centres. I've got Muzz Talangi on the left wing, Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend in the halves. You've got Jason Tom Lolo and Jordan McLean as the bookends, Reese Robson at nine, Jeremiah Nenai at uh, 11, Lucy Lee Lua at 12, Ruben Cotter. Uh, as lock. So the only sort of mix up here is obviously going to be in the back line there. I have Mm. seen some predicted lineups that have Kyle Felt on the left wing and then moving Murray Talangi into the centers. Uh, The only reason I've I've gone with this predicted team list is obviously they've bought Valaya as for, for a reason. And, I think he comes into the center spot, but there could be some movement if the kid doesn't mm-hmm. perform in the preseason. They've obviously played Muzza at center before. Yeah. You've seen Kyle Felt play left wing. I think the only certainty in that whole movement, I think they run with Semi Valame at right wing, which I he love. was so I really he was like so Semi-Vellame. devastating. He was such a good yep. purchase from um, Canberra. So good. And I mean, for Supercoach wise, I I really am, I'm only looking at the back, the back line, the forwards just. I have no interest in them. Uh, everyone's full mm. of perch, Ruben Cotter. He's just not getting enough minutes. Uh, Reese Robson, because of the Ford pack, because the lack of punch, he just doesn't have the attacking output either. Yep. I mean, guys, you know our opinion on Jeremiah Nanai. No, thank you. <laughs> and Lucy Leilua probably shares minutes. So we'll just yeah. move on from the Ford pack. No, thank you. But the back line's very interesting. We'll start yeah. with Scotty Drinkwater. My second pick overall played half the season, averaging 40 or something. Like a busted asshole. So bad. So fucking bad. So bad that when I lost him in a bet, I wasn't really upset. I got uh, Buller in return. Stoked with it. I was so stoked with it. Then Scott Drinkwater turned the afterburners on and was pretty much the best super coach player at the back end of the season. He was unstoppable. So with that sort of form, if he can string together a full fucking season of that type of form, he could easily be the best super coach option. And I'm not even lying. That's how good he is. Everything that the Cowboys do well, Drinkwater has his fingerprints all fucking over it. It's just points, 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 points. So he's obviously going to go in a top 10. He'll well, be creeping, he'll be creeping up into the top five, to be honest. I, I've, I would have him, and I think a lot of people are on the same boat. I think one and two is locked in, Cleary mm-hmm. and Hines. Lock, lock them away. I think yep. the next three are going to be pretty close between Ponga, Drinky, and Walshy. Dreamy eyes. I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like there's, um, there's, there's talk about 5.8s being a very shallow position, but, I mean, out of, out of the 5.8s that are there, how many are going to be getting you 80-plus averages? And that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, when you look at Drinkwater's season, well, the back end of the season, if you were, especially in a captain's leg, if you had the VC or, or C on him, 
He was winning new games single handedly. It's simple as that. Like money, money for old rope. Yeah, and it's obviously going to go down to how the Cowboys perform as a team as a whole. I don't think they'll start as slow as they did last year. I mean, mm. Jimmy Maloney comes in as a coaching I think, uh, asset I think, to the team, which is huge. Do you think? Do you think that gets? Did in a bit of an uplift, like you've oh, got fucking you've got hundred percent, bro. You got the source in the in the back of your ear, like surely, surely. Tell me, tell me an X player, an X five eight, that is most like Tom did and he and his style of play. Mm. No, exactly. Tell tell me it's not Maloney. It's mm. crazy. Yeah, like I, I feel like they've brought him in specifically to work with Tom Didden. Yeah, and so I, I love I, Tom Didden. I think that that 59 average that you've estimated, I think with Jimmy Maloney coming in, and that's only just really come out in the last week or two, you almost put five points on that average. Could Um, be. Could honestly be that. I'm not even joking. And I think the the Cowboys lift as an an overall. And like, yeah, they're, they're pushing like bottom end of top four, potentially. They've got the, they've got the squad. The only concern I've got is is their forwards. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, they're not going to have a lot of punch through yeah. the middle. Well, it's, it's quite it's a not, small. It, pack it's not. As a, well. It's not even the punch. It's it's the, how much they drop off when Lolo and Cotter come off. Mm. It's like there's such a significant dip that it's not maintained, and you, you'll probably see that with um, the likes of Panthers as well, who who they don't have. Spencer Lenu to come in and, and keep ma- maintain that momentum. And I think the Broncos were the same, like um, with, without Flegler, they don't really have much um, in the way of bench options. So these teams, I think will struggle to maintain that forward momentum. Hmm. And that's, and that's, and it, it, I mean, it just, it, it does make it harder for guys like drinking did and to then um, put it on a platter. Yeah, I think it probably it probably affects Deaton a little bit more than Drinkwater. Drinkwater is mm. just something else. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the the list that we put together for stacks, and he's in two two different <laughs> sets of stacks. Yeah. Um, and it's the 23rd best stack and the 24th best stack, and that's both on the right edge, and that's for him and Valame and him and Felt. So, and you could really look at that as half a season. So, in half a season. Mm. With two different wingers, he's been in the top 25 stacks that you can get in Supercoach. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So in saying that, like a Drinkwater Valame stack in your drafts is delectable. The, the one, the one num, thing num, about num. The, the one thing about the Cowboys that's like a little alarm bell in the back of my head, they're in the same position as the Broncos were, um, as the Broncos were last season. They've got around 25 by... They've also got yeah. around 19 by. So leading into the finals, you're without a star player like Drinky. Uh, and then in the finals, potentially either your GF or your semi, you're missing your Drinky or um, Val Holmes or whoever. Like that, that's, so that, that's a that, real that, big choice. That changes things dramatically. And sure, I'm going sure. to have the same outlook as we did last year and is – my first round pick is not there when I need him most, then I'm not picking you. Yeah. So, you know, th- that might actually put Scott Drinkwater out of contention if I go into my major semi to get into the grand final and I don't have my first round pick. You know, it's, does, does, it's does something. It, it doesn't matter if he's there in the grand final if you can't, if he's not there to help you get there. Got to get there. 
Yeah, exactly. Gotta get there, baby. Yeah, so, so that's yeah, that's big, bro. That's really big. So yeah, yeah, interesting for the Cowboys. For mine, like he that that alone that slides him out of the top. Um, yeah, that slides him out of the top ten for me. Especially, especially if you uh, are running with a 20, around twenty five grand final. I mean, yeah. don't even no, look at him. Yeah, and, and and double double down on that if it's a captain's league. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Ooh, see this shit's getting the juices flowing. Talking about buys, when you're gonna take players? Nah, they're gonna buy in the grand final. Fuck them off. This is good gear, bro. <laughs> this is good gear. Big All time, right, what do we got next? Time. We're we're looking at the doggies, bro. Talk oh, to me mate. about the doggies. There's speaking of movement. Holy fuck, there's been some player movement mm. here. Um, so you got names here. Look, Blake Taff comes in. Interested to see how he goes in a new system. Same with Critter. So Critter comes across. Bronson Sherry of um, doping. Steroid fame. Steroid fame. Um, <laughs> Jamin Salmon, the weak gutter dog himself. Um, but then they've lost a few players as well. So Luke Thompson, TPJ is gone. So they're losing a bit of punch to the middle. Um, mm. And they've also lost a bit in their centers. But look, they've got centers that burn at the moment. They've, they've lost Avarillo and Alamotti, but they get Critter and Sherry. I think they've traded up there. So, look, I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a bit there's a bit to it. Um, I'll run through the like the predicted list, but there is a little bit of um, conjecture about who'll play fullback, who'll play center, and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I love I've it. got Blake, I've got Blake Taff at, at fullback, Josh Adokar the Fox on one wing, Jake Kraus on the other, Critter and Sherry for the centers. I got Maddie Burton in at five eight, Toby Sexton at. Um, halfback, Maxi King and Liam Knight. The bookends, I got uh, Reed Marnie and at Hooker. At Lock, I've got Joshy Curran. Um, and then, yeah, Jake, Jacob Preston and Billy Kicks on the edges. Yeah, so, it seems it seems like it's a, an absolute it's, it's, it's sexual a, team on it's paper. A stronger, it's a stronger team than last year, extremely stronger. Yep. But it just lacks a bit of that, like experience in the, um, like proper experience in the spine, and that's cohesion. where I think that that, yeah. that 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 buzzword cohesion, like where is it coming from? It's going to take a little bit yeah. of a while for these guys to start playing well together. That's part of the reason why I think like there is a world where they do go critter at fullback instead, um, yep. because he's got that big game experience. He, he, you know that he's a big game player. Um, it isn't proven at fullback, but um, my God, is he a proven footballer? So also, we don't know what the contract stipulates either. Like coming no. with dogs is is there I part mean, of the contract where it's like I need the one on my back? But he's he's come out and he said he doesn't care where he plays. He just wants wants to play where he's best for the team. And to be honest, I've, like Maddie, Maddie Burton, heard that before. <laughs> Maddie Burton has come out and said, "No, no, no, I'm a, I'm a five eight. When there were to- there was talk about him moving back into the centers, so. Look, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. There, there is a world where Matty Burton moves to the centers, Blake Taft goes into 5'8", and um, uh, Critter moves to fullback. But look, that's not the team this that, universe. No, that's the team that that's the team that I I see. Um, so who, who who's getting the juices flowing here? The dogs. I mean, there's there's a lot of like interesting names here, super coach wise, especially because I think there's going to be a bit of value in some of these names at the back end of drafts. Like I, I who do you think you'll be looking at? The two, the two guys that I think present probably the best value from their 
like their season average last season, Joshy Curran and Viliami Kikau. So mm. Kikau comes off a 46 average. I think he's going to push around the 60-odd average mark, and that left edge is going to be humming. Um, mm. And, look, it's going to be dynamite. Yes, he's going to be used as a decoy, like a strong decoy, like we were talking about before with Whiten. But, look, I, I do think that he's got the um, that bullocking run that, uninjured, he's going to have an absolutely devastating season. Um, so I, I reckon Filiama kick out. I haven't been a fan of him in the past, but I just see a fair bit of potential on that left edge. And Joshy Curran, we've seen what he can do when he gets the minutes and when he locks down like a, a 13 spot. He just needs that like run of games together to, to get, really get some flowing. So yeah, he's one that I'm, I'm looking at big time. It's that left edge for me, for sure. Like mm. you mentioned, uh, there's a lot of firepower there. And someone is going to be the huge super coach beneficiary out of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if Kikau is running those block plays, sucking defenders, is Bronson Cherry going to be the guy that's going to get the meat? Or are they going to go out the back of Josh Adekar? Or is it Matty Burton finally going to have, have the season that we thought he was going to have last season? Oh. Do you know what I mean? He was he was averaging seventy at times last season, and mm. look, he was absolutely braining it, and then they just fell off yep. a cliff. Um, yep. Look, I think Toby Sexton is another one that you can you can also look at. He For when sure. he came in, he completely changed the attacking mm. dynamic of the team. So he's yep. definitely one that um, does get the juices flowing. But look, I I think I think the doggies is seriously probably one to two seasons away from being any real threat to the top eight. But I think attacking-wise, they'll have a bit more to show this season. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. Like, as in real-life rugby league, you know, making top eight, that type of thing, I think they're a bit away. But I do think there's going to be some super coach points in this side. Um, you mentioned Toby Sexton. We talked about this when he came into the Dogs last year, or this year, last season. Um, and that we said, like, he's such a direct halfback. And he's a true mm. halfback as well. He's a true number seven. And yeah. him coming to the side and straightening up the attack is really he going was to free up Matty Burton. Matt, mm. Matty Burton? It, we, I mean, we're not fucking, we're not re, you know, reinventing the wheel here. Everyone was saying it. But mm. just giving that freedom to Matty Burton to play that running game that he's so good at. It, we just saw the best from him. And, you know, like, that's when he started putting in some good scores. I mean, it was really hamstrung by the dogs themselves and they're playing pretty poor football towards the back end of the season but they they won they won they won seven games out of fucking 20 was it 24 like yeah it's pretty fucking i mean the first time he he pipped 100 in in the season maddie burton was Mm. you know one of the one of the first games toby sexton played for them so Mm. yeah i i think someone in that left edge i want i want stocks in Yep, I yep. want them. I just don't know which one yet. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if Bronson Sherry pops, he, pops his head up late in the draft, could be a nice little pick up there. I love oh. the narrative behind he's got a point to prove. He's going to mm. have a fair bit of cunt in him. He's wanting, he wants to show everyone that, you know, he's still got it. I mean, I love that narrative and I love uh. that for Supercoach. So he could be a nice little play there. Um, I mean, athletically, yeah. he's hitting his prime right now. Hundred percent. So it's it's just about the like the mental side of the game and, mm. and like having the experience over the last four years that he would have developed. That I I don't know if I could if he's in the hundreds like draft wise, 
I'm looking at him for sure. But I feel any, like anything I feel like that, he's going to be with his backstory. I feel like he's going to be the guy to put his hand up to do the tough shit because he's mm. like, you know what? I need I need to back, get back. I need to, I need to do something here to put my name back in the good graces. So mm. bit of narrative behind it, but I do like that. And I think there's another thing to consider with it, and they're done with their buyers round 19. So, yes, you're without one of the players. Yeah, we like that. But in reality, none of these guys are a first-round pick. I don't no, even think no. any of them are a second-round pick. But, no. But no. Like, and, and that's why, yeah, a round 19 that's leading into your finals, I mean, it's not that bad. So, mm. yeah, Pumping, pumping a third round pick on someone like Burton or um, as a speculative for Burton or I don't know, might be a bit early for Crichton. Also, yeah, hmm. with a team like the Dogs, who probably won't be playing finals football, and we've seen this year in, year out, when a team has nothing to play for, God, that's good for Supercoach. Mm. When they start playing backyard footy and they, all their inhibitions are gone, they're just like, no stress, let's just fucking throw the ball around, have fun. Supercoach points just go oh, straight yeah. up through the roof. And a team with that much firepower, that would be sexy. That would be sexy, especially if they're coming up yeah. against some poor defenders. I mean, the Bulldogs in the past have have really ruined the seasons of a lot of te- uh, like um, finals bound teams. And no, I have the- a, I have a, I have a gambling rule. I don't, yeah. I don't bet on Bulldogs games at the back end of the season just for uh, this re- reason. Because I call it Bulldog season. It's Bulldog yeah. season. It's it's when teams have nothing to play for. Fuck your multis. No, yeah. just happens. Happens every year. Stay away from it. That a dollar twenty favorite um, just never comes oh, in. Bro. Yeah, so many times, so many times. Last leg of your multi, dollar twenty, yeah, yeah, should get yeah. this up easy. Dogs end up winning by thirty. Oh, huh? that's pain. <laughs> huh? Fuck. All right, let's get into the dolphins. Oh yeah. Now the dolphins, very interesting on the recruitment report card here. Mm. So some losses. Uh, you know, Branko Lee, Herman Sase. Nothing huge though for the team itself, but. The gains is where it's at. You've got Herbie Farnworth mm. coming in. You've got Tom Flegler, Jake Avarillo. Three really big ins for the Dolphins that I think will propel this team to be a better football side in the 2024 season. I really like their gets there. I mean, especially Flegler and Farnworth. I mean, this forward pack is fantastic mm. already. And you've got Tom Flegler that's starting to get up to the peak of his powers. I mean, Broncos were just starting to work him out and the minutes that they need to play him and, and what he could do on the field, that he could be a threat with the ball in hand attacking, not just to truck it up and fucking play the ball. Like he's mm. got a lot of facets to his game. He's a really good football. And I think fucking mine, like Wayne Bennett is going to get the best out of him. We've seen what he's done with the rest of the four pack here and, and, and the, you know, the experiments that he's made and how it's worked out. I think Flegler could be a nice little pickup um, for oh. the Dolphins. Big time. Well, he's not going to sexy, be playing. He's not going to be playing second fiddle for, for, to Haas anymore. Like, no. but also Jesse, like he, Jesse he's Bromwich young. Is he's in the, back he's the big dick. Yeah, yeah. He'll come in. He should be the big dick here. He should be the alpha. Big time. Um, and he's got that sort of yeah, that sort of cunning in him that he will training. You'll show everyone like I'm here for a reason. Let's go. Um, mm. I'll I'll uh, I'll lead the way. 
But the predicted team here I've got is Hammer at the back, but Tessie New left wing, Herbie Farmworth on left centre, Jake Avarillo right centre, Jermaine Asako right wing, Isaiah Katoa at six, Sean O'Sullivan at seven, Jesse Bromwich, Tom Flegler at the bookends there, Jeremy Marshall King at nine, Connolly Lemuelu on the left edge there, back row, Felice Cafusi on the other edge, and Tom Gilbert at 13. Look, there's plenty to like about this team, plenty to talk about as well. I'll start with some of the what-ifs here. I'll put Jake Everett at four just because this early in the piece, I always like to go with they've bought this guy for a reason. And it was the same thing when we were talking about the Cowboys. They've bought this guy for a reason. I think he comes in and he's played, pretty much played his best football for the Dogs at centre. Um, but there are a lot of guys there at the Dolphins that could play this position. You've got Big Val, you've got Aiken Aiken as well. So a lot of guys vying for this position. So certainty isn't there with him. But I will say one thing for Jake Averillo, if he's playing right centre, Jermaine Osaka, baby, get him in your sights. You've got a guy with all the ball playing in the world, playing inside a guy that likes to score tries. Scored 24 tries last year, Jermaine Osaka, he could score 28. With, you, yeah. with Jake Everett. Uh, uh, Everett is a halfback playing center. Like, literally. Yum. So. Yum, 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 yum. Like a guy that never thinks run first. Mm. Never. He's always about putting the guys on the outside three gaps. Yeah. Miss Scoozy. <laughs> um, what, what, what are I've you, got what, testing you. Yeah, go. I was just going to say, like, I'm, I'm more excited about the forward pack, a, a couple of players oh, in yeah. the forward pack. Like, oh, baby. Fuck, Tom like, Gilbert, hello. Tom Gilbert is, he was looking at the peak of his powers just when he got Ooh. injured. And look, we, we were all thinking maybe Ray Stone will <laughs> we'll start the season ahead of him last year. But I think everyone's. Mate, he has absolutely gone on like a frog in a sock at the start of the season last year. And look, I just think he's going to go from strength to strength. I, I think the average that we've, Put plunked him at, at 58. I think you can add another five to six to seven to that average. And I think he gets that almost in base. Yep. And one thing about Dolphins players is you really look, have to look hard at the relationship they have with the coach. Wayne mm. Bennett, that's the key to working out how many minutes they're going to play, how their job security. If Wayne likes these guys, then get them in your super coach side. Yeah. Wayne fucking loves Tom Gilbert. Oh, speaking of Wayne. Loves Tom Gilbert. Speaking of Wayne, though, the one player that has absolutely bucked the trend of Wayne Bennett's super coach coach players. Curse. Curse. He's normally cursed and absolutely ruined every single hooker that's ever played for him. Jeremy yep, Marshall has. King has just absolutely gone mental. Mm-hmm. And he's looked so, like, not just he's looked so much better, the team has looked so much better when he's on the field, when he's playing. And like, they've yeah. got attacking structure, they've got so many more options, they're getting up the field better. Like, is there not, is there not a player who's performed better from one season to the next? From him at the Dogs to him across the Dolphins, like, he's, He's outperformed any any shred of thought of what I had that he had in, in his potential. It's almost like a direct sort of juxtaposition when you look at how the Cowboys forward pack has been playing and the effect that has had on Reese Robson. Mm. Then you have a look at how this forward pack for the Dolphins have gone 
and how Jeremy Marshall King has played off the back of that. Like a hooker needs a good forward pack. They need them rolling forward. They need space. They need time. And JMK is getting it and getting in space. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about him as well. Obviously, Mm. 2023 was played with injury. So hopefully that he gets a full season injury free playing well. He could honestly be the second best hooker um, at the end of 2024 if he's fit. Honestly, like I'm I'm almost better on it now. Yeah, he's only got to take Look, down a, an aging Damien Cook. Really, yeah. Cook, Cook, he's not the beach sprinter that he was. No, nope. he, he doesn't dart as much as he used to. He doesn't do that one-two with with Murray as much as he used to. Look, JMK is just like he's just that attacking threat all over mm. the line. Mm. Yeah, and it comes down to Hook is such a fucking. It's a kind of a position oh, it's terrible. to draft because it's it's that rule of like, you know, if they're not named Harry Grant, just wait. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when you're talking about of a, a player of, of Jeremy Marshall King's elk, it's like, where do you take him? Would you take him there? Do you know what I mean? Like you probably have to pop up around round four, maybe end around three in some leagues to get him. Do you do that? Like it's definitely a discussion about these these hookers that are, that are sitting just behind Harry Grant, but I think the rule of thumb here is if you don't get Harry Grant, wait. Yeah, I think you, there's no point in going too early because we do know historically what happens with Bennett coach hookers. I mean, yeah, I don't want to be holding that can if things do change. So, look, let's yep. let's dip across to the the mighty mighty Broncos. Talk to me, son. All right, talk to me. I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm putting. I'm putting my fucking sword down. Sword shield down. Like oh, normally, really? I've got plenty to say about the Broncos in a negative sense, but there's look, just too much to like about the Broncos at the moment. I mean, a lot of the player movement has been shedding players to do retention. So keeping guys like Ezra Mam, Walsh, Haas, all the others. So they've obviously lost uh, Flagler. They've lost um, Farnworth. But they brought in. Um, oh, they've also lost Palacia, which is which is going to be very one, very difficult one to cover. And they've only just lost um, Kate Wall as well. So they brought in Fletcher Baker. He solves all their problems. So real sweet. Yeah. Um, no, it's it is going to be a tough one to cover. But they do have a fair bit of depth in a few of those positions, especially Santar. And um, look, I think there's a couple of guys there who have been vying for a an edge spot. So I think they've got that covered as well. My big concern is just that loss of the big fella, Tommy Flagler. Mm. So mm. I'll run I'll run through the, the list as I see it. And then yeah, you pipe in if there's any any differences that you think. So Reese Walsh yep. at the at the back. We've got the oh. um the Stings, we've got Corey Oates and Cobbo. We've got Dean Mariner and Stags. As the three center three quarters, we've got Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds, the absolute general himself. The bookends, we've got Haas and Fletcher Baker. Could be Corey Jensen, don't really know. Um, uh, Billy Walters, he performed extremely well last season, so he'll be hooker, no doubt. Um, Jordan Ricky and potentially Corey Oates, potent, um, not necessarily 100% sure who is going to be that left edge. Could be Ben Takura. Mm. Could be a few other players. There's, they've got a 
bit of depth and a few younger players. But Corey Oates has had a had a bit of a try at um, at edge back row before, and it is a position that he wanted to play for a time. And they've got they've got Jesse Arthur's there, who did a pretty decent job last season um, on the wing. So yeah. anyway, and then Paddy Carrigan. Um, at the lock spot. So, yeah, there's a, the, the big question mark for me is who are they actually going to run with to start the season at um, left to RF? You would think it'd be that Pia Kura. Yeah, I mean, Pia Kura and Ben Takura are the two um, two real options um, that have played a lot in junior grades. Because when, when Capel and or Ricky went down, it was that Piakura that came in and played for him on both edges. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, like the cut of his jib too, mm. the, with, the, with the head super, gear. Super, just... super, super coach friendly game as well. Yeah, loves it. Loves oh. it. Absolutely loves it. I mean, I'm not going to fucking bet around the bush anymore because honestly, the bloke that I'm about <laughs> to talk to has honestly... He's just got me. He's got me up and about. Let's be honest. It's it's Reese Walsh. Harder than a cat's head. Just get him in yeah. around my mouth. <laughs> oh. Look, he. I hate. Uh, I hate to say he's a Broncos player. Like yeah. really. I mean, like we saw absolute minute glimpses of what he did last season when he was at the Warriors the season before, but nothing to mm. nothing. Nothing like what we what we saw. Like his speed off the mark is just fucking ridiculous, and like mm. he just loves to just have a dig. Like yeah, he might fuck up, but he's got a he's got a memory like a goldfish. He'll turn around and he'll try it again. Like I, that's the one yeah. thing I do love about it. It's frustrating if if it doesn't work a few times, but rarely um, it'll happen more than more than once a game. So look, he, it's, he finished it's, and I've. I've I've talked to this. I've talked to a lot of I mean, at the pub. He's talking about Broncos players and and mm. what's going on. But like the thing about Walsh that gets me going is obviously he's young, bulletproof. He's working off his pure pace. He can beat yeah, people yeah. just with his feet. But it's his maturity in his play selection and the passing that he has at the moment. Like mm. I did say to someone during the during the uh, grand final, I was like, "Are we watching fucking the next Billy Slater?" I know it's a huge call, but fuck, he does have the skill set. It's, and it's to not have just that so early in his career. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's the skill set which is similar to someone like a Ponga, but it's for me, it's the vision of knowing mm-hmm. what time to pull the lever, and that's that's where Ponga falls down sometimes. Is he doesn't choose the right moment? But holy fuck, like Reese Walsh last season, like he pulled the reins to perfection. Um, I mean, we saw, we saw and- some of the best of Ponga as well last season. Um, so, look, I think these two are going to be, um, like Ponga and Reese Walsh, are going to be the absolute stars of football this season, without a doubt. Uh, and if, 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 you, if you can't pick between them, just collate, like, all the vision of them in 2023, skipping to the outside and putting their outside men uh, through a gap to score a try, and then just watch that over and over again, and then just pick your favourite one. Yeah. Because they almost do the same move. It's the skip step, beat them with pace on the outside. If the gap opens up, you take the gap. If it closes, you pass, and it's all fucking gravy, baby. Like, yeah. sensual to watch. I mean, it's fucking rugby league porn. 
Now, champagne rugby league. It 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 is. It is the the one the one little cliff note to the Broncos that I've got is that round twenty four by. Yeah, it's okay. a, it's it's a difficult one. Interesting. So it's, a, it's your preliminary final, so it's before your semi. Um, if you're around twenty six grand final, it it could be a bit of a dick flick if um. Yeah, if you do get caught out with that, with a guy like Reese Walsh, with um, Payne Haas or whoever. So that's that's what I'm thinking pushes Reese Walsh from like a, a top four spot, maybe into your back half of the top ten, personally. Yeah. yeah. Which is a, with, that's with, with, fucking especially, interesting, man. Especially in a captain's league where it's even more important. Um, mm. That's probably where I'd have him is probably back – back five of the top 10 uh, because of that fact. Yep. But yeah, guys, for sure. The guys that I'm most excited about is um, is probably Dean Mariner. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's had a really strong attacking output in the couple of games that he had last season. Uh, he's got huge potential, really super coach friendly game. In, his, in the handful of games that he played last season, averaged 70 points. So um, obviously one of wow. those was in, in there in the tri-friendly game against the Storm. But yeah, mm. definite potential there. And look, I, I do think Payne Haas is in for a bit of an uptick as well. Just with the loss of um, Flegler, I think there's going to be both um, both him and Carrigan are going to be carrying a fair bit more on their back um, in the yeah, way okay. of like attacking it. I mean, um, just like trucking it up, meters, tackles, everything else. Yeah, well, let's talk about um, some of these forwards here. Obviously... Payne Haas, he, he's the man. Uh, we don't like talking about front row forwards, but if we're going to talk about any of them, it's going to be Payne Haas that you know is worth a top 20 pick uh, because of his consistency. I mean, especially if you don't play captains, like he's a guy that's going to get you 70 points every week regardless mm. of what he's doing. I mean, you take Tom Flegler out of this side, it can only mean good things. Yeah. And... We've seen the engine that he has on him, you know, like a 75 average for 2024 is pretty much a shoe in, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's interesting if you are one of those guys that likes to go front row forward in your first 20 picks. I'm not one of I'm them. Not, but I'm not one of those, yeah. No, but the thing is, if you do, if you picked him, you know, pick 15, fuck. You're not going to be upset about it at the end of the no. season, are you? He's no, indestructible. I, I, I and... do think that between it's going to be between him and um, AFB for the top front row forward. I think because I think um, oh no, Tino will still be available at front row forward most likely. He played a few games at front row forward last season. Yeah, he's more than likely going to be locked this season, but. Yeah, anyway. The, 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 the difference between um, Payne Haas and AFB is AFB scores tries that makes his um, his average look so fantastic. Yeah. Payne Haas doesn't need it. He doesn't pa- need that. Pa- so you don't pa- have to pa- count Haas, on those tries. But um, we, we released something, Mr. Consistency. So this looks at the coefficient of variance. And one of the top performing players was Payne Haas. He's a set mm-hmm. and forget 70 to 80 player. It doesn't go yep. much. Doesn't go much higher. Doesn't go much lower. He just like keeps yep. it, keeps it chugging, yep. chugging. He is the king, Mister Consistent. Mm. And the other guy is oh, a big 
Chub Rub of ours is our boy Paddy Carrigan. Oh, oh, so, yeah. I mean, at the start of the season, we were just going, what the fuck's going on here? We were telling everyone to just jump all over Paddy's dick in drafts. And then we were made to look like absolute idiots over the first sort of 12, 13 rounds. But and then, then he just turned it season, on. He turned it on. Just weird. Home. Just started scoring tries. And I mean, mm. he is turning into that more. Uh, modern day lock where he is a ball player the, and he's the, helping the Isaiah the Yo distribution. Type. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But somehow in the back end of the season, he was able to morph the two styles of his game, which what is what Isaiah Yo, do, Yo does as well because oh, yeah. Yo can be that link player, but he can also get through 40 tackles and make 15 runs. Somehow he's worked out how to do that. And Paddy oh, was starting to do that. How. Yeah, and if Paddy Carrigan can do that again and sort of show us that that super coach output that he showed us in the back end of 2023, I mean, yum, for mm. starters. And the thing is, it's like he's such a leader in this side. When he's on the, when he's on the park, Broncos play better. It's as simple as that. You know, the voice that he has out there, the organisation – he is a leader in this side. And the more minutes that he plays, the better the Broncos play. So, mm, yeah, I'll be big on him again. Um, it's just the gloss is a little bit taken off just because yeah. he was getting hit with minutes a little bit. And that's the other thing. With Isaiah, yeah, he plays 80 minutes every single fucking game. You don't have to mm. worry about it. Paddy's minutes were fluctuating a little bit, which is yeah. that's the worrisome thing. Um, but... He's got the caliber to be a super coach weapon. But with less quality options to, to cycle through, don't you think that both him and Haas are going to be afforded more minutes? You would think so. Yeah. You'd, you'd 100%. fucking, you'd I fucking mean, expect them to rely a bit more heavily on both of those guys. Yeah. 100%. Especially because they mm. can, because they can play big minutes. They've got I motors. Mean, They've got massive motors. Payne Haas playing 60 minutes is nothing, and Paddy playing 80 minutes is nothing. I mean, Carrigan play, can play 80 minutes at an origin level. So mm. Do it on his head. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he can do it for the Broncos. So, I mean, for Supercoach fans, we that's what we want. We want more minutes out of Payne Haas. We want more minutes out of Paddy Carrigan because it's just going to fucking skyrocket their their uh, Supercoach output. And you, you'll see them – you might see them up around that 75, 80-point average, which is – Yum, yum, yum. Yum, oh. All right, let's move for a stark difference here, going from the Broncos to the Dragons. Oh, wow. I can't so, wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah this will be pretty sorry, quick, mate, I'm just, people. I'm just, I'm just going to go to the loo, mate. I'll be back in a minute. This will be very quick. <laughs> so, huge ins. Kyle Flanagan comes in. Shock, horror. Uh, Kyle Flanagan joins the Dragons. Um, they, move, they lose a few, but, I mean, I mean, Nothing big. Jane moving Jaden Sullivan on was a bonehead move. I don't know why they did yeah. that. Yeah, Bud's got a well, lot, lot about they, him. And I they, think they, they've also lost um, Billy Burns as well. They've got they mm. sent him out the door. So look, I think one of the big ins for them is Hame Sale. Um, mm. I think I think he's you'd expect him to partner Laurie, and I yep. think I think that'll be a pretty strong partnership. Mm. Tom Eisenhuth's an interesting yep. one coming from the Storm system. <laughs> He could, he could be, he could be the next guy who comes in um, 
virtually replacing Billy Burns on that right edge. Uh, sorry, left edge. Well, there's so many questions about this lineup. So, I mean, I'll go through the one to 13, but there's so much that could fucking change here. So we'll just run with the stock standard answers here for the predicted team list. And that's Toro Sloan at one, Matt Fagai uh, on the left wing, Moses Suley and Zach Lomax in the centers. Uh, Michele Ravalawa, right wing, Cole Flanagan, Ben Hunt in the halves, Blake Laurie, Harmoselli, props. You've got Jacob Little at nine. Jaden Sewer, he will be uh, one edge back row, Jack Bird the other, and Jack DeBellant at 13. Now, I've heard whispers that Jack Bird might be moving into the centres, and that what? may be because, yeah, that may be because they're looking at Zach Lomax moving back to fullback. Ah. Um, don't know much how much fucking... Uh, stock is behind that. I do know that Jack Bird has lot, lost a little bit of timber. So he's been uh, training hard, lost yeah. a little bit of weight. So maybe there is some validity there, but who I knows? Mean, I fairness, mean, that would, like, that would open up a spot for Tom Eisenhuth as well. I don't know. Jack Bird with a bit of weight off. I don't mind that. Like he's a he's a quality, quality player when he's not mm-hmm. injured. Um, I mean, Matt, Matty Fige, there's... Like the in the stats that we released about the try and line break causes, he is one of the top of the list as well. How the fuck yeah. is he going to retain his spot in a Shane Flanagan coach side? I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I just want him to stay. I really do because it's so good for sports. The bets, so good for, sure. for Neds. No, no. <laughs> it's so good for punting because it's just fire up whoever the right wing yeah, is coming yeah, up yeah. against him. It's fantastic. Um. But I mean, not a lot to to unpack here. I mean, Ben Hunt, he mm. he is going to be a dragon. Like that's been settled. That's one thing. I'm huge on Zach Lomax playing uh, fullback. I think if he goes back and has the one on his back, I'm really about that. Towards the back end of the season, he was making like 25, 30 runs a game from centre, and that really showed in his super coach output. But again, are the tries going to be there? Uh, it's, it's, it, it is worrisome, um, for the dragons. I mean, Ben Hunt, again, he does everything for, for this side and still only managed a 58.7. I love Blake Laurie with, you know, I mean, fuck everybody knows blocker. that. Who doesn't, who doesn't, love who, doesn't, who doesn't like blocker? But Jeezy was fantastic. He was fucking amazing in 2023. He was doing exactly what we've been talking about for the last three years is he was getting solid minutes. There wasn't much variance in his play. He was getting the runs, the tackles, sprinkling in a couple of tries as well, the big fella. But I think he will continue with that. He's in the leadership group now. I think he will continue to be the big dick, the alpha. Obviously, you've got Harmay Selly coming in, but fucking Blake's the boy there. And uh, the other one, Jack DeBellin. And I, I guess that's pretty pretty much all you can take out of this dragon side is some of these big boppers that are going to be really consistent. Jack DeBellin, Blake Laurie, Jaden Sewer as well. Really big on Jaden Sewer at points through the season last year or last season. Um, so they're sort of the guys I'm looking at. In the backs, there's so much uncertainty. I'll just stay away from it. But even I mean, in they, your drafts, they... like, I mean, Jack DeBellin's going to slide. Jaden Sewell probably won't even get drafted. Blake Laurie is going to be a free agent. I mean, there's, it's not, it's not sexy here, people. Let's not I try and sugarcoat it. I don't, I don't hate Jaden Sewer as an option. The problem is that, like, Torf is such an easy position that 
he doesn't oh. need to be picked up as in draft. No. I mean. So yep. at times, depending on how the um, the costs go in classic, he might be an option in classic, but yeah, it's, it's probably not one that I'd be looking at. But it's a big sort of watch list team. We want mm. to see how the dust settles, how this team lines up and, and then we'll sort of like circle back and be like, okay, maybe there are some guys here that we can sort of get excited about. Uh, at the moment, let's fucking move on, bro. What's next? Yes, uh, we've got the Eels, the Parramatta Eels. Come on, Matter. Bank West in its finest. Um, look, Gutho had one of the tippity-top seasons that I've seen from him. Um, Kenny, the big question is, can he replicate it? And... Oh, like I, they've, they've been talking about looking for a X Factor player. They haven't. They haven't got that. So the only ins and outs that they've got are Komatoa Lungi and Morgan Harper, and the only outs that they've really registered is Josh Hodgson. So, and he's just retired. Mitch Rain is retired mm. as well. So that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the premiership window for him is closing pretty fast. And I just don't think with their spine, and I'm not pointing to Gutho, I'm not pointing to Dill Brown, I'm not even pointing to Moses. It's the hooker position that I've got the most concern about um, because I just don't think that Hands will be able to steer the ship well enough for, the, for to really take them um, all the way. So, yeah. That's the that's the big concern that I've got, and the the other the other query that I've got is um, look when when RCG and Paulo come off the field, is Wiramu Greg and Offahegi Octon or whoever is coming on with him, are they are they enough to keep that momentum flowing? And I'm all about momentum with um, with the forward packs. And look, mm. Nato, they've got one of the best back row back rowers slash locks. They can't find a place to fucking put him in the in the team. It's just a waste of time leaving you on the bench for such an extended period of time. It is. I will say this though: the way that they have been using him has been fantastic, rugby league wise. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like him coming yeah. on, running against tired defenders, the effect that he has through the middle there has been great for them. Honestly, it's been pretty good for Supercoach as well. Like he hasn't really dipped that much. Still had. A pretty tasty average out of twenty twenty three. Um, I, I don't, I don't really worry too much about him having, you know, the fifteen, sixteen, or seventeen on his back. No, um, no I no, think no. he'll still be great, great for the side. Um, the what? only, the only worry is the Jermaine Hopgood. Like, mm. can he maintain good minutes? Is he going to be sharing with Maddo? How's that going to affect him? Is he going to have second year syndrome? That sort of worries me as well. Like yeah. coming off a 73 average from 2023, don't get me wrong. He's a fucking weapon, <laughs> but I can see people getting real hopped up about him for mm. the 2024 draft. Look, I'll, that worries I'll, me. I'll run through the one to thirteen, and then we can start talking about um, like yep. the the right wing is a position that's a bit up in the air. Obviously, Cardi went 
ballistic last season, so he's he's right um, right edge spot safe. But yeah, so we've got King Gutho at fullback. We've got um, Sivo and Bailey Simonson on the left edge. On the right edge, we've got Will Penasini and Sean Russell potentially. Maybe Morgan Harper, or maybe Morgan Harper goes to left center and Bailey Simonson goes to right wing. Don't know. I think Sean Russell will get the first pick. Um, Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses are the halves. RCG and Paul Jack uh, Junior Paulo are the bookends. Running hands, he'll be sharing some time, but yeah, it's um, I'm not looking at the Eels hookers to really solve any of the problems for me. Sean Lane and Bryce Cartwright are the edge back rowers, and Jermaine Hopgood is the lock. But obviously, he'll be sharing some time with Maddo. And look, Maddo mm-hmm. is obviously not in that thirteen. But, yeah, he's going to be a strong candidate for a lot of your, your tariff spots. Yeah, pretty strong lineup, bro. I don't really mm-hmm. have any issues with it. Um, there's plenty to talk about, though. And the thing oh, is, yeah. the Eels, they're just such a strong super coach side, have been for the for last years. three, four years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're also come up a lot in conceding a lot of super coach mm. points as well. So just a really interesting super coach side, to you be always, honest. You always mark that game on, on the, the matchup lists that we go through. It's always You're a just always talking goal. about yeah, it. Yeah. You're always talking about them playing well. You're always talking about players playing good against them. It's Yeah, they come up a lot. Mm. But, you know, your big three here um, to start the conversation, obviously Gutho, uh, Moses, and Brown. Really yeah. interesting. For me, I just can't get enough of Brown. I can already tell that he is going to be my 2024 Jerome Hughes. I'm big on him. I yeah. loved what I saw from him at the back end of the, the, the season. I think still he's got a point to prove. He is going from strength to strength. Everything about his game screams super coach points. Mm. And I am going to be big on him. I'm going to be, he's a top 10 pick for me. Um, it just depends on where, where like, you sort of want to reach for him. I think he is one of those players that deserves a reach. Um, um, and I think he was, he's going to be the big dick in this side, super coach wise. Very early on, I've, I've already pegged him as the top five eight for the year. Yeah, very, I don't, yeah, very can't push on. back. Love it. Because I, 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 I don't think uh, Munster will be there. I, I just think that the output that Dylan Brown has and the partnership that he's going to develop with, um, with Lane again, because Lane was out for most of the season. Mm. So that's that's a pretty big one, and obviously towards the back end of the season he was all touchy feely. So it's I think that he's obviously got the point to prove again. They missed the finals last year, so the whole team is going to be laser focused. And look, I, I really do think that they'll they'll be at the the bottom end of the top eight, um, and I think that they'll have a really strong finish to the season. Mate, I'm just looking at his scores from last year. So his last nine games, so that includes you know the five before he got suspended and the four after it. So he went 109, 116, 53, 113, 84, got suspended, came back, 57, 87, 88, 81. Unreal. What? I mean, fucking get him in my side. <laughs> But he's Jesus. Been, but I mean that that alone is going to that's going to put him at the top of the pile for any any position, let alone the five eight, yeah. which is fucking pretty pretty so thin. shallow. It's pretty so thin. shallow, mm. so fucking shallow. Um, 
And you mentioned him, Sean Lane. I think there's going to be great value around him. Injured for most of the year. No one's going to really be looking at him. 44 um, average ended on last year. Mm. Yeah. Mate, he, he breathes out there and gets a 60. Mm. Mm. He does. He doesn't do. Has, doesn't have to yep. do shit and gets a sixty. So yep, yep. yeah, love him. Um, I think Mitch Moses continues to do what he's been doing. I mean, a six. If you draft him at a sixty-five, I love that. That's fine. Mm. Um, Gutho. That's the thing that I, I think there's going to be a little bit of regression there with Gutho. Seventy-nine yep. average. Um, that's obviously not, that's weird. not sustainable. It isn't. Brown and Moses were in and out of this yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he obviously had to step up at parts throughout the twenty twenty-three season. The team on his back for half the season. Yep. That, and yep. he's not—he's not going to. He shouldn't have to do that this season. Don't get me wrong; I think he'll still be great. I think just don't draft him at a seventy-nine average. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I think anyone in this left edge for the for the Eels is going to have a nice little uptick. Sivo, uh, mm. um, you know, if if Bailey Simmonson gets a go there, he was lovely. I mean, you had him yeah. in your side at he points was, throughout he was, the season. He was, he was nice. He got me got me all the way to the finals. So. Look, yeah. uh, Mike Siva though he's he's rocks and diamonds. He's too much of a roller coaster. He's got like a he's got a coefficient of variance of like point six eight near point seven, yep. which is ridiculously high. Um, and he's he needs a try to be relevant. So he's got a base power of twenty eight, which for a CCW isn't fantastic. So well, he's definitely no good when Simmonson's playing left center. I know that. Sim- I know that. Simmonson's a run first player. Like we know yeah. that. We know yeah. that. Lots of Herbie Farmworth about him. Oh, oh Bailey Simmonson. Such a loves good a left foot step. Such a good big comparison. dummy left foot yep. step. So yeah, that's that's a worry if Bailey Simmonson's playing there. But hmm. I think if he's not, I mean, who was there before Bailey Simmonson? It was a walker play. It was. A, Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, he's another one, isn't he? How I mean, is Sivo scoring see, tries at all? See, season's gone by. It was Tom Opacek, and he, he actually did a decent job. Well, yeah, easy, easy give it first type of, mm. type of play, and that's probably when we saw the best of Sivo, to be honest. Absolutely. If you look back at the stats. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, again, we're talking about a lot of guys here. We haven't even touched on um, the penis, big wheel penis. Mm. He's fantastic. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Then you look at the forwards, and it just keeps getting better and better. I mean, Jermaine Hopgood, yum. Um, Maddo coming off the bench, plenty to like about the Eels here. And you want stocks in this team, to be honest. When's their buys? So they've got the buys in uh, – just bear with me for a sec. They've got the buys in round 9, 16, and 20. So they finish it up just Ooh. before the finals. Which nice is good. Rest up before the finals. They, they, they also don't have a um, don't have a buy in the first eight rounds, so they'll be a good team to invest in to get a, a quick start. Oh, and you know who the king of quick starts is? Oh, mate, it's always the Eels Gutho. every year. Every year, Gutho baby loves it. I think he mm. averages over the last four years. He averages like eighty over the last uh, over the first eight rounds. So, yeah, again, love the Eels for Super Coach. Mm. Love them, love them, love them, love them. All right, what have I got next? What are we talking about here? So, mate, you're you're on, you're off to Newey, my hometown. Oh God, going from the the Eels to the Knights, two teams that are just stacked full of super coach potential. Super we coach love, yeah, Woo, baby, I love the Knights. Um, interesting team to talk about, honestly, because there's there's a lot of room for regression, a lot of room for progression as well. Mm. But um, 
Obviously, some big losses. Lockie Fitzgibbon off to Warrington. Dom Young to the Roosters. They're two big losses. Um, without Lockie Miller there as well, that's going to... Mm. Their fullback depth is a little bit hairy going. But Gaines, Kai Pierce, paul from wigan who's an interesting yep. one you got jack Hoggett that comes in tom jenkins yeah. as well they're probably your main and, and three will, will, will price as well uh, i think he's yeah he's, will price he's, as well. he's yeah, potentially yeah. going to be he's got some good um highlights at fullback so i think look if if palmer does go down he's the potential he might be the guy hmm. yep um, you're one to 13, Ponga at the back, Greg Marsu, the beast on the left wing, Dan Gagai, Brabham best in the centres, uh, K-Map on the right wing at the moment. <laughs> Come on, mate, pronounce it. Mapapalangi. Oh, that was close. Bad. That's not that bad. Fuck, that was close. That's not that bad. Fucking hell. Oh. You know, I had, honestly, oh. I was like, if I just run really quick at it, maybe yeah. I'll get it. Yeah, actually, you actually there you did, go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyson Gamble, Jackson Hastings in the halves, and then you've got Jacob Saifedi and his twin brother at the bookends, Jaden Braley at nine, Guy mm. Pierce, Paul, and Tyson Frizzell back rows, Adam Elliott at 13. So there is a little bit of movement here that could happen. Obviously, um, you've got Kai Pierce, Paul there. Uh, we're yet to see um, how well he's going to go in the um, preseason. But I did collate some of his stats from Super League. So in 2023, he averaged nine runs, 24 tackles, one offload, two tackle breaks per game uh, with 80 minutes every game. So you would think a 55 average, he'll shit that, shit that in, in, but he yeah. is a weight. He was, he is a weight to see. He's, he's got an injury. Um, he's got an ankle injury or something at the moment. He does. He? Yeah, he does. And the other guy that, that should be mentioned in the same breath is, oh, his name just escaped me. He's a CTW2RF. Oh, Tom, Tom Jenkins from the Panthers. no. No, 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 no. He played. He played last year with, with the Knights. Oh, anyway, he'll come to me. What? He will come to me. Heim or Hunt? No, no. He's a, he's a back rower. Fuck. Uh, oh, gonna... I know. I think I know the one you're talking about. Um, just bear with me. I've got the sheets up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's yeah, if he's talking. injured, he's um. Dylan, this Dylan will Lucas. come in. That's him. That's yeah. him, baby. He, he, and he, he has got a sexy average. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Very good. So I don't think whoever takes that that spot out of those two blokes, I like them both, to be honest. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got to talk about this left edge because it fucking hums when Callum Ponga oh, is man. playing at fullback. Uh, after round 11, everyone's fucking average just went through the roof. I mean, it was enough for Bradman Best to get picked as an origin player. Uh and if from that the continues, clouds. you just from the yeah, clouds. You just you just want everyone on that edge, honestly. I mean Greg Marzu ended up with a seventy seven average. Uh forty nine base power, twenty tries to his name, a billion tackle breaks. Bizarre. I know I know that there's obviously a little bit of a, a worry for regression here coming off a seventy seven average, but even if it is a regression, I still think you can bust seventy out. For a CTW, mm. honestly, how does he not? How does yeah. he fucking not average seventy? At, playing outside KP, who loves to use his winger, and then getting fifty points a game without a try. I mean, how does he not average seventy? It's as simple as that. But let, let's. The problem is he's going to go early. People are going to yeah. take him early, and there's going to be no value in the pick. But let's let's change speeds a little bit and go to the right center, Dane Gay guy. 
Oh. He scored like two tries in the season and had an off. had an average of seventy two. Like mm. that that base power is just out of this world. And he was doing like try assists and line breaks and oh, like it was yeah, like a fine wine. Now, without Dom Young there, and then I'm I'm guessing they they still run with Jackson Hastings over on the left edge. Is there is that right edge going to suffer a little bit? Are 100%. we going to see a bit of a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent? So yeah. I, I think, like, I just wanted to highlight how good Dan Gogo was. Oh went. yeah, and Sexy. amazing, but don't get suckered into it because mm. he is going to go way too early. He's going to go at mm. where you should be drafting Marju mm. in around that 70, 72 to seventy five average, and he's just not going to be able to maintain that. Still going to be unreal. No. He's going to have a really low coefficient of variance, but it's just going to be like 10 to 15 points lower than what you're expecting him at. Yep. 100%. Mate, KP. KP. I mean, Mate. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Is it pick three? Is it pick three? Just do, it ha- do away it, with it. It, like, it, just... it has to be. It has to be. Like, he's the, he's the he... reigning Dallium fullback or overall player. He averaged 87 points. And look, I don't even think we saw the best of him. Not even, oh, like, not even, not even at all. I mean, if you take out his one-point injury game, he averaged 92. Hmm. He averaged 105 with the one on his back, and 75% of his scores at fullback were above 90 points. Yeah. Like he's... Hello. Yeah. Fuck, that's sexy. He's the tippity-top of the Ferrari position, and that's saying a lot. Man. He's almost certain that's yum. He's almost certainly gonna lose the five eighth, which is mm. actually a big, big thing. Um, because if I drafted him, I'm gonna be drafting him and pairing him with a fullback and using him at yeah. five eight. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that sucks. But yeah, he's I mean, and this is without us diving into the, the strength of schedule and and really having a look at that and I mean, I mean their buys they're, they're around 12, they're buys, 16, 21. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, their buys finish up on 21. Specifically, specifically to Ponga, he, he's got uh, – just bear with me. Where is Ponga? Ponga, Ponga, Ponga. Caleb. And again, in the, in the same elk as as, uh, as Latrell Mitchell and Turbo, obviously risks with – drafting these guys. Oh, yeah. But if I had to rank those three guys on who I would take first, it's Ponga, then Latrell, then Turbo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that it's going to be really interesting for the chat with Brian um, and our physio just about mm. like, how he perceives the risk because how he perceives the risk is going to be significantly different to how we suck it on his, his chub because mm-hmm. I think that there is still that latent risk of like him getting another head knock and him being out for a very extended period of time. I think yeah, uh, for sure. being, being so long without a head knock is great, but I think it's still another season or two until we can really just relax and just pick him at, at will. Um, so I like if I'm pick three, mm. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure whether it's a risk I go um, as good it's, as, as it's good, so as good as he is. Um, look, He's a, he's a fast start candidate. He's got the fifth best um, fullback um, strength of schedule for the finals. 
averaging at about seventh spot between the the three different um, finals um, uh, groupings. Look, he's not. He's he's definitely not the worst candidate. He's obviously going to be goal kicking. Um, I just don't know. There's that their, their finals. Their finals run for us goes Tigers, Sharks, Bunnies, and it ends in the grand final against the Gold Coast Titans. <sighs> but but there's a big asterisk next to that Titans game. It's a Titans team coached by Desi Hasler. Entirely different type of team. They'll have defensive resolve, which they haven't had in the past. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. But it's but still the Titans. It's the Titans. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like every year that we go, oh, they yeah. they bought all these defensive players, and they and, yeah, and, yeah. and they should be they should oh, have more defensive resolve. They, they've, got it, they've got it. They've got it. Um, they've got it. Uh, Isaac Liu, they've got fucking all these guys. And then they leak fucking 34, yeah. 34 points every week. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. so it's what that sort of thing where I'm like, I'll fucking believe when I see it, to be honest. But I know one thing Ponga fucking owns the Titans. And he does. Yeah. He's got an average score against them at, um, of 77. So, yeah. I mean, that, and, that, and that's the thing, obviously throughout the preseason where when we're collating our big lists, like our top 30s, and we're talking about when you're drafting guys, especially for your top 20 picks, we will be relying heavily on their strength of schedule in the finals because mm. that's should be making that should be making a decision for you. When you're tossing up Walsh and Ponga and Luttrell and these sort of guys are all floating around the same sort of picks, you need to pick the guy that's got the best strength of schedule in your finals. And that mm. is fucking as simple as it gets. Take that yeah. to the bank, write it down somewhere right now because that's exactly how you should be approaching your draft for your top end picks. It's the it's the cheat code. Like you you, yep. you can you can either make all the mistakes like we've made in the past, or you just take that advice, play your draft that way. And uh, and mate, I've, I've been a victim of it. I've, I've, last year I was a victim of it. Just mm. just overthinking, trying to overthink the room, trying to get ahead um, and and getting sort of swamped with all the stats and stuff. And uh, There's a lot of stats out there, but honestly, keep it fucking simple. Stupid is the way to go in your first couple of rounds. Get the big dicks that have the fucking best strength of schedule. Yeah. I mean, cut that up. I'm going to cut that up. That's, but, that's a but- fucking quote right there. But all, big but, dicks with big strength of schedule. But also, without an injury history, I fell well, victim to that last year. Exa- well, and that's the thing, like, and we'll talk about this a lot, and it'll come down to personal preference when you're talking mm. about guys with injury records. It's like, do I want to make that fucking... Because the thing is, like you said, if it doesn't work out, you're going, you fucking idiot, you knew. He was injury prone. Like, what are you doing? Like, you yeah. fucking moron. But if it works out, you're going, I told you, cunts. Yep. Told you. Yeah, exactly. Told you. I picked him. I told you he was going to be good. He's won with a comp. I did it. I tied that bow. It's on me, baby. It's on me. I tied that bow. I tied that bow. <laughs> so, I mean, fuck. What are you going to do? You're going to make gambles somewhere, and you might as well make them big. Yeah, that's true. All right, bro. That'll do for one, one go. Um that's eight teams. We'll do eight teams next, uh, no, next we'll week. No, we'll do nine Some, teams, I think. 
Nine teams. Yeah. Really? Oh, because there's 17 teams. 17 teams in the comp, aren't they? Someone's got to pay attention, aren't they? Yeah, fuck them. What did I call you at the start of the podcast? King King of Calculations? King of Calculations, that's right. I you just get... make the I I just make this shit look good. I mean, that's yep. my area. I'll continue to it's do true. that. You just crunch the numbers, bro. Yeah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> here to smile and look pretty. Oh sorry, no, you're that's in, your job. You're in, the en- <laughs> you're in the engine room fucking shoveling the coal into the furnace, just going, fuck this cunt. Mate, I'm just dead. <laughs> I'm just I'm just down in my mum's basement. You occasionally turn the light on for me and that's it. True, true, true. Send those stats up, you little bitch. <laughs> Fuck it. All right, let's let's get out of here, bro. Um, yeah, yeah a lot, mean, of, lot of dribble. Welcome back. This is this is good. This is good gear. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope live worked out well. Um, we'll keep that that up on YouTube if you want to check us out um, and watch our melons. I, I don't know why you would, yeah. but if you want to fucking watch the the YouTube, it'll be on there. Check it out. But that's it, bro. Better than the first Remember? attempt. Oh, love. <laughs> Jeez, I think we, I think we nailed it this time. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. All right, bro. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than those things. You're damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the weekly rubdown. You can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that, India. Ta-da! 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 Ta-da!